finish getting set up. Amen. God bless you. And start saying young people, these are young men and women here now, not just children. My goodness. We appreciate those who give of their time and their gifts to the Sunday school and the music. I mean, many times overlooked, but amen. It's a burden that they have that the children can have a time of singing. We appreciate it. Those who've ministered over the years. Amen. God bless you.
Good morning, Saints. Um, the 2022 missionary offering that the children give in the little basket as they're leaving uh, for, for classes, it reflects a number of things uh, this year. It's the first Sunday school missionary offering in three years due to the recent trial our children have of not being able to have in-person Sunday school gatherings in a class setting. And it struck me as interesting that the voice recording technology that was invented by Thomas Edison in 1877, exactly 70 years in advance of the very first known recording of Brother Branham's meetings, it was to fulfill the scripture of Revelation 10.7, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel. So that voice could be captured and then sound all over the earth for generations after it had been spoken. So during the lockdown, we went from no Sunday school at all to having the opportunity to link our children into lessons via the technology that the Lord had supplied, giving each age group one class once a month. And But there was still no way for them to exercise that part of worship, which is giving. In my view that it, it is my view anyway that teams and zoom and all the other platforms for attending a meeting from multiple participants in various remote areas were developed not for the business world but rather for the church of the living god to move forward during the trial that we've just been through the song the children sang is also a reflection of the vision of the assembly and the whole purpose of their offering is to assist the spreading of the word of god to find that last elected seed of god and while any offering maybe big or small, it's not the individual part you play, but the sum of the whole that creates the base for which we're able to move forward. And each penny, each nickel, each dime that's placed in the offering basket as the children go from their song service to their classes, it's another small step forward to the greater goal to assist the work of God to the bride of Christ as she makes herself ready. So I'm going to ask for the Tim to come on up. And Sister Marie Victoria, can you... Give Brother Tim the envelope. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, Brother Tracy. The bundle is on your desk. Okay. Okay. Let me just read this. It says, Missionary Offering, Cloverdale Bible Way Sunday School. The Sunday School of Cloverdale Bible Way would like to present their 2022 missionary offering to Bible believers to be used quote, wherever it is needed. This year's missionary offering consists of $345.12 Canadian and $28.09 U.S. for a total of $373.21. Amen. Now, before everybody goes... Uh, I want to show you exactly where this money is going to go because you said as needed. So if you'd put those slides up for me. We have a, a recent work that we've just begun. It's a very small work amongst the natives in the Bolivian area, and uh, which also borders Peru. And these people speak the Amara language. And this language was just recently added to the message hub. And there is a brother there that has been very persistent in... Um, I'll just say gaining our attention, shall we say it that way, and uh, for help to get the message amongst the people there. 
And you know what? We need men like that, that, that are burdened for their people. And so give me, I guess I have the slide control here. I'll just uh, give you a brief look at these people. We've just assisted them with a few hundred dollars. And it, all it takes sometimes is a few hundred dollars. And that's why the message hub is so important. Because you can reach a people that might only be very few in number. Maybe just a few hundred people that speak a certain language. But with the message hub, you can just pre- print a few hundred books. And so we've provided this brother with uh, some supplies, a stapler and that sort of thing to be able to go and give message books to the native people in Bolivia that speak the Amara language. And that's where these funds are going to go. And this is the brother, Brother Bautista. He's now translating more messages. And so God bless you, children. You are helping the believers in Bolivia. God bless you. Lord, we want to show your appreciation one more time for the children as they make their way out. God bless you. Thank you for singing for us. And we're very appropriately going to go into a baby dedication at this time. Brother John, Sister Victoria, if you want to prepare to come up, let's just sing Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, For the Bible Tells Me So. While they come up, we'll turn the pulpit to Brother Tom. Oh, Jesus loves me, this I for the Bible tells me so, little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but He is strong. Oh yes, Jesus loves me. blessed with children? Amen. If, if God didn't give us little children, what would it all be about? He loves his children, and we love our children. And today we are dedicating Philip Uriah Waldner. This is a, uh, a tremendous uh, event, because God, when God's in control, then it's out of the hands of man, and we have a very special couple I love dearly, Brother John, Sister Victoria, Waldner, and they've just got adorable children. And uh, John says in John, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And that, that is, to me, is, is my joy, to see our children walk in truth. But today we're looking at Philip, and I thought, well, I, want to, I wonder where, where Philip lands. In the, in the mind of God. So I started to say, okay, let me, let me find out. Um, John actually has the highest number hits in the message. The word John. 4,792 times. Then Peter comes at 2,000, 20, uh, 2,398. And then you know who comes next? Philip. Philip. He beats Andrew, James, and Nathaniel. And Thomas is way low. 
But just to understand, uh, I'll, I'll be giving another scripture, of course, and a quote from the prophet. But Brother Bram said he loved Philip. He loved Philip for what Philip stood for. And Philip, I was told, and then I had to do my own research, of course, Philip is warlike or aggressive. He didn't put that in. And Uriah means the Lord is my light. Brother Bram makes a statement. He said the first thing we find Jesus doing after he chose two or three of his apostles. So now you can understand why I went into the numbers. One of them was Philip. And Philip was a good man, St. Philip. And when he had seen and knew that that was the Messiah, he went over around 30 miles around a mountain. Can you imagine 30 miles? And they didn't have automobiles. He took 30 miles behind a mountain of Judea and found his friend whose name was Nathaniel. I would say that's aggressive. That's a witness. That wasn't somebody that just said that's the Messiah and had nothing else to speak. He wanted to share his revelation. Philip, Brother Brown said it, he said, I'm so thrilled with him. He was thrilled with him because Philip was a godly man. I mean, names mean things. Godly was a god, Philip was a godly man and he was waiting and watching. He said, listen and don't forget this. He will only appear to them that are waiting and watching and looking. So you've named him appropriately because we are indeed looking for the manifestation of the full coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Victoria had an ultrasound and was told that the baby had a cyst on the brain. And to a mother that's caring child, that's got to rock your world. When a doctor tells you it's possibly the baby will live a few hours, that's, that's earth-shattering. You're carrying a child that God has given you so brother John went to prayer, went to the prayer meeting and put in a silent prayer request. And brother Dan Florent got up and gave a testimony about their baby and how that it was diagnosed with a problem. And it was exactly the same problem that this child had. And brother John being a man of God that he is said to himself, that if God could do it for Dan's child, he can do it for my child. And about a week later, the ultrasound was done again. And Sister Victoria was called by the doctor. The cyst had totally left, dissolved, no trace, no disorder, and a healthy baby. So with that in mind, I'm going to read Isaiah 43, 42, verse 13, sorry. The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. God preserves this life for a purpose. And he is, he's cradled in his arms, but the scripture now is saying, 
The Lord go forth as a mighty man and he shall stir up the zeal. Now it says jealousy, but if you look up the word jealousy in the scripture, he will stir up the zeal like a man of war. The Bible goes on to say, he shall cry, yea, he shall roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. The Hebrew says he will cry and say and make a way for liberty. I figured that was tremendous in the light we're in the year of Jubilee. That this cry is going to be a cry of zeal for liberty. Give me liberty or give me death. And God has now given Sister Victoria and Brother John, Philip, Uriah, Waldner as a gift from heaven. And may he rise up to proclaim the name that they have given him. And he's got proud grandparents on both sides. And we're thankful to the Lord that he touched him and made him whole. You remember we're in the Exodus hour? And in the Exodus hour, there wasn't a feeble one amongst them. And so I'm believing for that, brother, John, that God has done great things for you too. And we're thankful. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Lord, I'm cradling in my arms a gift from God. Philip Uriah Waldner. Lord, even the devil would try to do something, Lord, before he was even born. Yet you are a man of war also, as the scripture said. Lord, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in high places. And you've watched over this child, Lord, and you gave a peace to a mother. You gave peace to a father that all is well. But all is well is not just cradled in my arms. If you should tarry, all is well. The child shall grow up, Lord, and the zeal of the Lord may it burn within his heart. May he proclaim the liberty that Christ has set him free. We ask you to bless this child. Bless the parents. Give them wisdom, Lord. If time should tarry for the events that will take place on this earth, I pray that Brother John and Sister Victoria will have the wisdom of God that comes from above to lead him, Lord, into the glory land which we are going to. Would you bless this child as we dedicate him to you in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. What a lovely boy. Not a squawk. Ryan. Hey Amen. I think it'd be fitting if we just sang all my life. You have been faithful. The goodness of God. Amen. We have come here to worship this morning. This is all part of it. We're so grateful to be part of the family of God. But let's just sing this together. I love you, Lord. Amen. We'll just prepare for prayer in the morning offering. But let's just take this time now to enter in and prepare for the word as well. That's why we've come. 
B-flat. Can we sing it B-flat? Yeah. I love you, Lord. Oh, for your mercy never fails me. And all my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I
again. Brother Wes Nygaard, it's good to have you with us. Can I ask you to come, please? Open the service for us in a word of prayer and ask the blessing over the offering this morning. Amen. Let's sing that again. All my life, you have been faithful. And all my life, you have been She wanted to give thanks to the Lord for using the doctors to find out what had been wrong with her grandson. He'd had a fast-growing lump on his face, and she wants to give God all the glory. Amen. God bless you, Sister Violet. Amen, Sister Violet, as you were in prayer. The last service, I was speaking every one of your family's names, one by one, with you. Amen. We believe with you. We don't care how much time has passed. I was speaking their names in my heart. I said, God, I want to see them here and see them restored. Amen. God bless you. Brother West, would you come, please? the border it seemed like every way you turned it was no, no, no then we got a yes a partial yes and then we went to the border and got a yes and then we kind of got stopped then we got a yes and then we got through and we've been blessed it is a real blessing it's an answer to prayer everyone here so much it's good to be here let's all bow our heads (laughs) Heavenly Father you truly have been so so good think back, Lord. Your goodness extended to me, my family. Father, I look through the saints and I can see the miracles that you've done, that you're doing, Lord God. And you'll never stop loving us. Thank you so much, Lord. 
Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here, to gather together with the saints. But Father, the greatest gift of all is to be gathered around your word, to hear your word, to receive your word. And Father, it is the desire of our heart that we manifest your word in our lives, Lord God. Father, it just was an answer to prayer to be here. It had been a prayer, Lord God, just to hug Brother Ed again, to shake Sister Ruth's hands, Lord. Father, every, every, every prayer, Lord God, you hear. Father, we thank you for the your healing hand extended to Sister Victoria, Brother Johnny's son, Lord God. We thank you for Sister Violet, the answer to Sister Violet's prayer on her. Lord, you are an ever-pressing God. Father, in you and in only you is true freedom, Lord God. Father, we are so blessed. So, Father, we thank you again for this opportunity to one more time to gather around your word, to receive from a gift that you've placed in your brother's life. We ask your blessings upon who's ever speaking this morning. We ask your blessings upon this church, upon the saints, Lord God, in this church, those that are connected via the internet, Lord God. And Father, I just want to say how much myself, my wife, my family, we love Brother Ed, Brother Tom, Brother Tim, Lord God, Brother Matt. Father, we we pray for them all the time, Lord God. Brother Murphy, Lord God. Brother Michael, Lord. Father, since we left, Brother John has started ministering, Lord. Father, truly, your word goes out, and we've been blessed by it. And we thank you for it. And we just ask one more time, Lord God. Father, step into the man. Put the man to the side, Lord God. Speak through him, Lord God. Hear through us. And we just want to say we love you. And it is our desire to live, to become, to manifest your word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Wes. You may have your seats as we take up the morning offering. Let's just sing Faithful One, So Unchanging. Invite Brother Michael and Brother Andrew are going to come sing. And then we'll just turn the service to our Brother Murphy. Amen. But let's sing this as we take up the offering now. Faithful One, So Unchanging. You are the ageless one. You're fine. Thank you. 
Sang the Father's Grace a couple of watch nights ago. The drum told me probably 15 years ago that he liked that song, and I've remembered it all these years. God bless you. Nice to have you here with us. I know it's not easy for you to get it. You should hear how he gets to church this morning. It's pretty, pretty phenomenal. <laughs> Sky trains and public transport all the way from the airport. God bless you. I pray that he bless you this morning. Amen. We'll turn the service to our brother Murphy afterwards. Amen. God bless you, saints. We're here to worship this morning. And Tommy, we sing a song about Andrew. He said, well, what about, uh, he said, why don't we sing Say Amen? And he said, we sang this at the uh, watch night of 2019. As we broke into 2020, I believe it would have been. 2018 to 2019. And uh, little did we know, 2019, we ended with, it was a difficult year. And then we went into 2020. And we know how that went. And here we are. So we're going to sing as we came into that season. Say amen. 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 And we're going to sing coming out of that season. Say amen. 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 So let's worship our Lord this morning. I have to give a testimony really quick. I'm sorry to take a minute. I shared with the brothers on the prayer meeting chat the other day. Um, <clears throat> back in March, I, I flew back to Indiana um, to visit my fiance. And on my way back, I lost my passport somewhere, either in the Indianapolis airport or on the airplane. And I got back home and immediately my passport's always right in that first briefcase pocket. And I, I emptied it up my briefcase and passport's gone. I'm like, oh no. And uh, so I searched everything, searched my bag, searched my truck about three times, no passport. Um, so I just kept thinking, well, I need to cancel it and you know, get, uh, apply for a new one for replacement. And the problem is, uh, I have, I fly out this next week and I have to have my passport for my marriage license. And I have that appointment over in, uh, Indiana. So we, uh, we were at the camp 
actually, Joel, you were telling us a story about the documents. And you and Kim were looking through your file for all the all the documents for the children. Couldn't find the documents. You searched the file, searched the house, combed through everything, and you guys prayed. And the 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 uh, documents were there in the file. And I le- I turned over to Isabella because we were cleaning the camp that day together. And I looked at her. I said, "We need something like that for my passport." And um, so anyway, I I contacted TSA. They they could not see it. Um, they didn't have it. I went back through that airport. They didn't have it in the lost and found. Alaska Airlines did a search for about three weeks. They couldn't locate it anywhere. And so I said, well, it's it's gone. I might as well get a new one. Well, I went back by my parents' house. Uh, it would have been maybe close to a week ago. Went into my old room, and I was looking for a set of keys that I was missing. And the keys are usually hanging up on a little nail where where all my other keys were. And these keys weren't there, so I was like, oh. There's got to be somewhere. There's only one other place I could keep these keys. And I had this old little safe that's sitting tucked away in the corner. I hadn't opened in a long time. So I took I took it, opened opened up that safe, and there sitting in the very middle was my passport. And I could not believe it. I walked out in the living room, and my parents were there, and I said, guess what I have? And they're like, are you kidding me? And then, uh, but you know, these things, as someone preached recently, the naturally supernatural. I don't know if it was you or one of the other brothers, but I believe these things are just becoming more and more natural as we have faith for them. I mean, Brother John just had a testimony about his ring that went missing, and it showed up in his toolbox. Brother Sam, your, your dog leading you to the little microchip that you found under a bush after losing it for a year had all your files on it. I mean, these things will become more and more natural as we get closer. Amen. Praise the Lord. And valleys in our way But right here in this moment May our strength be renewed As we recall what God has done And how we've seen Him move If there's anybody here who's found Him faithful Anybody here who knows He's Anybody here who's seen his power, anybody here brought through the fire, say amen. Anybody here found joy in the midst of sorrow, peace in the storm, hope for tomorrow, and you've seen it time and time again, just say darkness 
it gets hard to see. But be bold and courageous and follow where he leads. Greater is the one who's in us than he who's in the world. So child of God, remember the battle is the Lord's. If there's anybody here who's found him faithful, anybody here who knows he's able, say final say and we want to say yes Lord whatever you said we say amen to it and let's all sing maybe we can uh, sing it together if there's anybody here who's found in faith anybody here who knows he's able won't you say if there's anybody here who's seen his power 
Hallelujah. Our Heavenly Father, how we thank you, Lord. Lord, how we thank you that we have a Father, Lord. Lord, you said that through your prophet that you said you love the fatherhood. Lord, how true that is because we are your son. Well, Lord, we can experience what a love of a God has a show to us. Lord, you're the one that's the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, you're the one that is the beginning and the end. You're the Alpha, you're the Omega. You're the one that can say the Amen, Lord. Because every word of a God is the yea and the Amen. Everything that you said is the final say. Nobody can change it. Lord, no devil can stop it. Lord, no sickness can take it away. Lord, no bound can bound your word. Because your word is free, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We just ask you, Lord, to continually just anointing us during this service. Lord, we want to feel your presence here as we already felt it. We just ask you to come on the scene, Lord, once more to the fellowship with your children, to speak to your children. We need your word, Lord. We have worshipped it in the spirit. Now we worship it in your word. Lord, may you come. Let you demonstrate your word in power and in might. Lord, there is a many needed here. But Lord, we know every word of God is a mean to me meet every need of your children. So Father, we mean business to come over to over here to worship you and to believe the word of God said it to be the truth. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. Thank you, brothers. If uh, I just ask you to turn to the scripture, let's turn to our book of a Hebrew. So wonderful to be back to the house of God again. And so, uh, you know, the more I think of that about, the uh, more I treasure the opportunity the Lord gave it to us. For the two, almost the two years we couldn't uh, get together, but Lord gave it this opportunity, opened up the house. I think it, will, it just uh, uh, behoved to me, at least, I want to give it all myself to whatever the opportunity the Lord to give it to us. And we want to praise His name. And that our alive will become a praise to His name. Let's turn to the book of Hebrew, chapter 11. There's a whole uh, uh, chapter here that is talking about to the heroes of the faith. Um, uh, I won't have time to go all of them, but I would just um, uh, turn to the uh, to, to, uh, scripture uh, here, verse 39 and verse 40, Hebrew 11, verse 39 and verse 40. And this all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the, the promise. And you're thinking about this scripture, you're talking about Abraham. It talked about Isaac. It talked about Joseph, Moses. All this a hero of a faith. I believe if we have a chance to ever standing beside them, we'll feel shame of it. But yet, it said, as that this all having obtained the good report through faith, received not to the promise. The reason is God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us, should not be made perfect. All of them are waiting on you. Can you believe it? Paul, waiting on you. Peter, waiting on you. Those are men of God have to give their life. Peter was crucified. Paul was cut that head off. 
and said, Death, where is your stand? All those stern eyes look on you. Because without you, they cannot be made perfect. Let's turn to the chapter 12. Verse 22. But ye are come unto Mount Sion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. This is to our scripture too. To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of a just man made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. And I would like to just to take the three words that we just read to the scripture. That is the title uh, this morning, The Better Thing. So may the Lord uh, just to direct on our thoughts. And um, you put your effort in there. And I put my whole strength in there. See how long that will last. <laughs> but we'll, I believe we'll have a good time in the word. If we have the expectation and the expect that the Lord is, is going to move. You know, we're living in the world that the, the, the man's uh, constantly uh, try to uh, better themselves. And they will do things to try to improve themselves. And if we have the, the cell phone, uh, the iPhone 5, I, I don't even know what is the number now. The, they have a 6, a 7, 8, uh, probably a 10, the 11. Now the company, they have to, in order for them to survive, they have to improve themselves. How many remember Nokia? Yeah. <laughs> And we used to have that. That uh, probably one of the huge, uh, the uh, hugest company in the world that did have the cell phone. Uh, but uh, while the, uh, they cannot improve themselves, cannot better themselves to the suit uh, to the market and uh, the people, and then that a huge company has come to nothing. It was just uh, I don't even know they are they still exist, and you don't see their uh, phone anymore. You see the technology world, the, the, the people they constantly uh, try to improving, uh, try to become a better, and then in order to keep in the the competition. And you see the man is, is always to try to better themselves, uh, uh, just constantly in every way. And when they have the uh, if they have the condo, uh, they're looking forward to have a townhouse. And when they have a townhouse, they're looking for uh, just uh, a detached house. When they have a detached house, they want to have uh, the acreage. The one acre is not enough, five acre, they will go to the 20 acre. Uh, I wanted a heavenly home. <laughs> and that the Lord prepared it for us. You'll find out that the people, they constantly try to improve and try to get him better. The people that try to get a better car. And the uh, 40, 50 years ago, uh, that the car become obsolete. You never see them anymore. And now that the car, uh, is, uh, I think they said that about the next few years, uh, they're going to get rid of all the uh, gas car or diesel. Uh, they'll all become uh, electric, uh, electrical uh, cars. I don't know how uh, they can uh, do that. Uh, they have to get to the uh, better dam, have to get electricity and then everything that the people, the company is trying to better themselves. 
And you find out that the people they always are uh, seem to have room uh, to better themselves. I think this is because of the people, the men are made in the image of God. And when they cannot into the, uh, when they didn't go to the, the, the perfection, and they're constantly seeking, they're constantly trying to find something and try to um, uh, meet their desire to satisfy them. But you know, the human being cannot be satisfied until they find the, the one that who is the perfect. Only that one can satisfy the, the people. And then the, the, the people were looking uh, for the men that are looking for a job, uh, they want uh, uh, to go from a job to job. I think in the most of a lot of people, it's not because they can't hold the job, it's because they try to improve themselves. They want to have a better pay. If there's a fifteen hours, uh, fifteen dollars an hour is not enough because they want a twenty dollars. As the inflation rate, I don't think you make fifty dollars uh, enough to uh, keep your family going. But the, the uh, people uh, with this world as things is going, they're constantly better themselves, constantly seeking for something uh, that is to make their life a little better. They're constantly seeking for better opportunity. And of, uh, but you know, for anything that are the people they're seeking for, if you want to have something that is a better, you have to pay the price. The things that is getting better cannot come without putting on the cost. You, uh, for the athlete, uh, you, you see all those, uh, uh, the runners, uh, they're running for a hundred, um, uh, sprint. And, uh, they're just uh, struggling for that, uh, point zero uh, a point, a zero point zero one second in order for them to become a champion. It's not a one second, a two second, just a point zero one second. And just for that, you're thinking how many hours they put it in. Just for the point zero one second, they put a years of a training. And they endanger themselves. I saw them, some of them running, uh, the muscle that they have. I was thinking, are they a weightlifting or are they a 100 meter sprinter? But you know, they must build up their muscle. They're running under the track and endanger themselves for, uh, to get a sprint or get a pulling their muscle. And some probably even got a handicapped just, uh, uh, the, when they pull their tendon and pull their muscle. But just for that 0.01 seconds. And they put a lot of a cost into it. And they have to watch their diet. And they have to, uh, you know, the, avoid all this entertainment that they have. They keep themselves and uh, just for, uh, for the, uh, the gold medal. And uh, you said uh, the, the basketball players, they have to throw to the ball, uh, one after another, uh, hours, uh, with tirelessly and just to try to throw the ball, uh, in that hoop. I was thinking what a cost that they put it on. And because if you want to better yourself, it's not just the smartness what makes you get uh, getting better. They have to put an effort in there. Even they're naturally good, but if they don't put that effort into it, they will never to achieve what they cannot achieve. And I was thinking about the students and how many times, hours after hours, they have to lay there to study. Uh, to get a better uh, mark, uh, get a good at the GPA. Uh, smart doesn't just do the work. You can't be just relying on your smartness. You must have to put a time into it, put a energy into it, and put a money into it. It all coming by uh, followed by cost. If the person wants to get him better, but God, He gave us a better thing, and it's cost Him something. To give us a better thing too. 
It's not just that it costs us nothing. Just the Lord, just to, uh, just to release it to us. He gave us His own life. So that's to give us a better thing. Is it the, the scripture we just read? It said that the blood of Jesus Christ speak better things than what His able can speak. The better things that the Lord that He gave it to us is costing Him life. And if it costs Him life for us, what about the, the bride of Jesus Christ? And we just read to the scripture and to the men of faith, but the Bible said without us, they cannot be made perfect. That's why, and then the right after that scripture, the chapter 12, it said, that's why let us run. I think the brother Ron has quoted our pastor, so the preaching, the years ago, he preached, let us run. It's not only just to let them run, they have run their course. Paul has run our course, but now it's our turn. And beyond us, there's no one. Beyond us, it's all finished. We're the last lap. And we're thinking about the people that in the Bible, that all these men of faith, but let's change our view to some of the, uh, maybe on the other side of this, uh, the Eve. And she wants to get in better, uh, get in better herself. And what she want to get in better, she want to have a better understanding. She want to say, you know, uh, uh, maybe what I have is not enough. I want to talk with it as a serpent. Because it seems like the serpent has a better revelation than my husband's who tell me. And then when the serpent started talking with her, and then the Eve, in the mind that she doesn't mean bad, she doesn't mean to have something that's evil. In her heart, she wants something that's good. She wants something that is better. But without the revelation, without keeping true to what is the word of God has said, that she wants to embedder herself. But look at what that embedder herself will cost her. It costs her the worst thing that can ever happen to a man. Then she wants to... Is that a word in better? Sorry, I, I got it wrong. I think I got it wrong. Better himself. Better herself. That's, that, that's supposed to... That should be right. Yeah, that's right. So the one evil want to better herself. Look at what that better cost to her. That better cost to her all the headache, all the heartache. All the grave, all the hospital, all the cancer. EBA, your eyes is not a re, not a restored. It's not because of you, because of Eve. And then our children, got some children, one of the births, got a defect. It's because of that. For one reason, she want to better herself. But it's not according to the truth that the Lord had to give it to her. When the Lord had give it to you the word, He give you the best. When the Lord give you something in this hour, He's not just to give you something the better, He give you the best that He can ever give it to you. And the devil tried to make you to thinking, you need to getting better. You need to getting better. Then I was thinking about it in the today, in this life, how many people that they want to getting better, but it cost them. They want to have a better job. They want to have a better pay. Which is nothing wrong. If they keep their eyes, it's the truth to the Lord. If you keep their focus on the heavenly realm. 
If they dedicate over the whole life into the fort, another line, another land that Brother Tom has to preach. That's how hard it was a longing for. Everything on this earth would just go by with it. They're thinking about the people when they want to better themselves, but not according to God's will. See what it cost them. And some is cost of their, cost of their own life. And some is not only cost their own life, it's cost their family's life. And you think about Aiken, which Brother Michael has, uh, has uh, brought it up the other day. That was a marvelous, a marvelous service. Uh, I'll, I'll just go back and, uh, uh, and also the Sunday service that a brother Tom was just preached that that was just a, uh, I, I can't call it, it's just a masterpiece, but I believe it as a drop from heaven directly to our, from the Lord and dropped to our, to our laps. And, uh, and when Michael was speaking about that at Aiken, then I was thinking about, you know, the Aiken, he doesn't mean, he doesn't mean evil. He doesn't mean harm anybody. He's not a try to hurt his as a brother, hurt his as a, a sister, try to gain advantage from them. Achan didn't do that. Achan is not trying to cheat his brother and defraud his, uh, to try to get out of answer. Achan is not. Achan just do his own business. Achan said, don't bother me. You do your thing. I, I fight with you. I go with you. It's Achan. He circle around to the Jericho city seven times. He saw the city fall down. He saw the, all the things that the Lord has said. He witnessed all of them. Achan doesn't mean bad. He doesn't mean try to do something that is a, oh, let's go see for things. Achan just try to get a little advantage. Get a little advance. But look at what that little advance caused him. Cost to him. It, not cost, it not only cost to his life, but it cost his wife's life. And it's cost us a children's life. Can we imagine when he stoned his wife to death? What going through? What going through Aiken's mind? I did that. What going through Aiken's mind when he saw his children was all stoned to death, one after another, even then maybe the baby that was in the bosom of the mom just crying out and stoned to death. And has to burn them. Just by the one little goat witch. Goat witch and a little. Some clothes so that he was a hided. That causes his whole life. I think it is to be coming to us. To be hoping to us. When we're making a decision. When we're thinking about the things to do. Ask ourselves one more question. Lord. What this is for. Is it really worth it? Because when they, when they're making that a decision, when they're doing that, when they try to better the, you know, keep them in the events, so they better their life a little bit. And they, you have to ask the question because they have to judge it. See if that's worth it or not. Because of one, when you, uh, when you better something, you have to put a cost to it in. When you, when you, uh, sacrifice it and put a cost to the, and uh, pay the cost to, the, to it, you have to judge it. Is it worth it? If I go this direction, is this worth it for me to go to that direction? If I, because you have to sacrifice something. Whenever that are things that we are making a decision, we have to make it a judgment. Lord, is this worth me to put all my life into it? Is it worth it to me to put all the hours 
into it? Is it a worth it for put me, uh, for me to keep this relationship? For going to this direction, for doing this, for doing that, everything. We must judge ourselves. Lord, is this worth it? Is it worth it for to keep this type of thing, for keep this relation or do this job and do this work? Is it worth it for me to pay that, for pay the cost for me to missing church? Is it worth it for the pay the cost for me to missing the heavenly realm? Is it worth it for me to pay the price to missing the rapture? Is it worth it? You have to do the judgment. Nothing wrong to better yourself. But what cost are you putting in? What a price that you have to pay. And I think also those saints, they paid a dear price to getting better. They pay the price of a death. Some pay the price to cut their head off. Some was a saw asunder. And some, they are left out of the home like Abraham and going out and don't even know where he is going. But the Bible said, what did, what did the price that they paid it for? In order to get a better resurrection. That's another price. When they judge that, they saw that resurrection is way heavier, way better than my home. They said a resurrection, the better resurrection is way better than my job. It's way better than the glory of Egypt. It's way better even more than the life. They have a judge. They have a believe the word. The word gives them the revelation. When they look at all of them, they said that the better resurrection is way heavier. It's way better than what I'm going through right now. It's way better than my trial that I'm going through. I'm willing to pay that cost. Why? Because the word of God has revealed it to them. And when they judge it, they saw that and they deserve that. They said it's worth it. And Paul said in Philippians 3, 7, But what thing were given to me, those that accounted the loss for Christ? He said, Yeah, doubtless. And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of a Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but done, that I may win Christ. And be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is uh, through the faith of a Christ, the righteousness which is of a God by faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. Yeah. All these people, they paid a dear price. But to them, they don't feel that's a dear price. To them, this is a, they said this is nothing. To compare with a better resurrection, to compare with the knowledge of Jesus Christ, to compare to win Jesus Christ, those education is nothing. Those work is nothing. Those sleep is the night is nothing. Those hardships, those trials, those suffering that it went through, they said it's nothing to compare to that. That is a revelation. You know what is a revelation? Lay down your life. When you truly got to reveal from God, that is something in your heart said, Lord, I surrender all. Because it made a comparison. The other day on the grass day, 
I've just shared it with Brother Tom a little bit. When I look at all the students that are sitting behind the, the table, lovely young lady, a handsome young man, in their prime, blossom, and have become a focal point of the whole event. I think, Lord, what a group of people that are your word has a, has a kept to them. You don't say the cost, you don't say the makeups are there, you just say the, oh, they're just beautiful, just a beautiful from the in and out, Preston. That is wonderful. And to say the young man, the striping young man that's sitting there and uh, just in there as a youth and to love the Lord and to give glory to God. And I was saying, Lord, there's nothing better than that. When I look at them, when I look at them, I made a prayer. I didn't pray it out loud. I just made a prayer in my heart. I said, Lord, I only pray one thing. Cause them to lay down their life. Whatever decision starts you, they have to make. I said, Lord, cause them to lay down their life. Because before them, there are men of a God has to lay down their life. Before them, and our pastor has to lay down his life. Brother Tom, Brother Tim, and Michael, for the young people, the different ones, they lay down their life. They lay down their life so that you can become a focal point. They lay down their life and they pave up on the road. And that the parents, that the godly parents, that give their life to the Lord and they raise up their family in adoration of the God and believing the word for their children and going through the trial, going through the difficulty. And it's something that sometimes it's the things that we, we, we cannot even mention that the hardship that it went through, they paved the road for those young people so that they can walk on. Then I pray that the Lord, May these young people, they can lay down their life and pave a road for the people behind them. To be better, they have to pay the price. Though it's a dear cost, but one of the person has to determine the judge what is right to what is wrong. The judge to know, to really have the, have a glimpse of the heavenly realm. They're willing to lay down everything that they have. What God has prepared in us. That are considered. Not better but the best. His life. His sacrifice for our sake. And Jesus said unto her. In the John eleven twenty five. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen. That's the promise that God gave to every children of God. Amen. And then the, the, the verse that we just read in the beginning. And to Jesus and the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of a sprinkle. Sprinkling that speaks the better things than that of a, than of a Abel. And God laid down His own life. If I should say this, to better us. God laid down His own life so that we can be perfect. 
There's no way we can come to the perfection. But only by the perfect life that He sacrificed for us. But Abraham said in the Hebrew chapter 1, said, Then Paul stands and said, But without us, they are not a perfect. For they only look to the cross. Those Old Testament sins. And we look through the cross. It's not that we're looking for, looking to the cross. But we are in that cross. In the life of Jesus Christ. Which has sacrificed for us. We look through that life. It's that we have the spirit of a Christ after it become a human flesh and dwell that among us. We come here by the Holy Ghost, which is a far better plan. Those saints, though they have a sacrifice in their life, become a man of a God. They have done so much a greater exploit in their life. We consider that a hero of faith. But God provided in us a better plan than them. Even an inferior plan that make them to be that way. What about it that a better plan can make them the bride of Jesus Christ? We're under the better plan of the grace of a God. We're under the better plan of the blood of a Jesus Christ. And in token and the church in this day that has received the token of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That the blood has been shed. That the Holy Ghost that is upon the church. Without us, then they could not rise. But they are depending on us. For God promised that He would have it, and somebody is going to be there. I don't know who it is going to be, but somebody is going to receive it. As I said, are you thinking about that Paul and all of the men of God? And Luther, Wesley, and the ages that are passing by. All of them, their resurrection is depending on us. For the last one. And because without us, they could not rise. As Brother Bram said. They're all depending on us. No wonder God has provided us a better thing. In order for us to go into the resurrection. That we're living in the last age. It seems like the devil has to come into this, uh, just geared up to this, um, uh, to the climax and to try to take down the bride of Jesus Christ. But we thank God. He's provided us that the better thing, which is the word of God in this hour, that the blood, the voice that is in that blood, and it still speak better things than what it's able can speak. And Brother Bramah said, he said, now we also find in Hebrew, the chapter 12 and the 24th verse, that the New Testament, that the blood speaks of better things. The blood is speaking, then the blood has got a voice. And the voice of the, the blood is the word. Hallelujah. That's what makes it whether it's right or wrong. The word is identified by the voice of the blood. The voice of the blood is the Holy Ghost. That brings alive. It is alive. And it brings alive to the word and quickens it. The voice of the blood is the Holy Spirit. And I'll say, God not only just provide us a, a better thing, 
But we know the voice of the blood is the Holy Ghost. The voice of the blood is still speaking. And then the Bible says that the voice of the blood speak better things. And then the better things that the voice that speak is true to all the ages. We think about the Paul that has a preach to the gospel. That the voice of the blood was speaking through Paul. That's speaking of the better thing. And then in the different in the ages, and we saw the end of the Old Testament, all the old, old uh, uh, saints, uh, they're speaking, only speaking through the voice of the blood of the bulls and goats. But the one that Jesus Christ, and He died for us, that blood is speaking of better things more than the bulls and goats. And that the Paul kept on preaching. And we'll say that's the voice of God keep on speaking through him. And then the later on, a different sense, a different, uh, uh, the Polycard and a different, uh, uh, the Lucers and the Wesleys. We'll see that the blood is still speaking better things. But as the last age, then I want to think the voice of the blood started speaking better and better and better until in the last age, God doesn't give us a better voice, but He can give us the best voice. Because they come back to the original word, which is the Jesus Christ, and who is in the voice, it's the best of voice that in is the blood that uttered. But Abraham said in the token, sure, the blood speaks. It speaks a better thing. The Old Testament said that the blood spoke of a guilt, but in the New Testament, it speaks of redemption. And in the Old Testament, it spoke of a death and sorrow. In the New Testament, it speaks of a resurrection and life. It speaks of a healing. It speaks of a joy. It speaks of a power. It speaks of a life. It speaks of a heaven. This is not only a better thing, but in the end age, at the end time that we're having, Lord has to speak to the best boy that He ever speak. And the same blood that was shed upon the ground that called out after it is a dead brother or called out after it is a brother that had killed him, the blood of a Jesus Christ that covers all of our sin. And speaks the peace and the resurrection. And power and life and healing. And all the redemptive blessing that the blood would have shed for. He speaks for us. Certainly the blood speaks. Amen. Amen. You keep on confessing that. That blood is still speaking better things. You think about the last age. The Lord sent us to the prophet. And are descending down to this age. And they give it to us the word. And they restore to the faith of the children back to the father. What he, what the Lord have given it to him? It's the voice of the blood. It's that of the bleeding bloody word that he has carried in. And it's that voice of the blood speaking not to the better, but speaks to the best. Because that's an original spoken word. It's a seed that was planted down, that has grown up in the loser's age, and the start to grow up in the western age, then the Pentecostal becomes a shock, but in this last age, it back to the seed again. That's the voice of the blood in it again. Then it becoming to us, then we need to believe that voice. By believing that voice, it's not just a believing something that is the better, but God gave us a, the best. Brother Abraham said in the token, said to believe for safety. Then apply. He said, here's what you want to believe for. 
Say you want your own safety. You believe for your safety. Then apply the token for the whole family. The voice of the blood is the Holy Ghost. And when you want to have the Holy Ghost, it's for your own safety. So that you won't be, uh, you won't be taken away by the worldly trend. But after you believe it for your own safety, believe it for your family. Apply for the whole family. You see, how can I do that? But Abraham said, claim it. If it work on you, then you and the word becomes one. See, it works for both of you. You and the word are one. Then apply it to your children. Apply it to your loved ones. Brother Bram said in another place, it's the same faith that you believe for your own salvation. That will be the same faith to believe for your children. If the voice of the blood is speaking better things, that voice of the blood now living in you still speak better things. So it's the same faith that you believed for your own safety. And that's the same faith that it believed for your children's salvation. And it takes how much faith to believe your own salvation? We're not coming to today. Uh, we were coming along the way years ago. I don't know if you remember when you first received the message. What a pathetic you are. I said, what a pathetic I am. I don't know nothing. I don't even know how to be baptized. I don't know who, who's Brother Bisco, who's Brother Tom. I don't know nobody. I never, for sure I don't know Brother Tim. I don't know nobody. I come into the church. I thought it's a community center. Because there are no crosses down there. Oh, look at it. Where's the cross? And I look at it, the people. You scare me to death. I feel so cold when I was sitting, I think just behind Margaret. Maybe that's uh, Brother Allen's over there with Brother Milko and them. I don't know nothing. But I'm the predestinated seed. And you're the predestinated seed. And think about it. Take what to come to today? In those days, it's the juniper. You know nothing. Right? Don't know anything about God. But in that little seed in there, there's a little face in there. No, we don't understand anything, but there's a face of it in there. That face brings you to the salvation. That small face that you don't know anything, don't know nothing, but that face gives you salvation. That face makes you went into the baptismal tank. That face makes you give your heart to the Lord. And that face of people come to the church sitting out of the pew, started reading the message. And God give you the Holy Ghost by that little faith. That's the same faith saved you. That's the same faith save your children. You don't need an extra faith to save your children. You don't need an extra faith to save your loved one. That same faith saved you. That same faith will save your loved ones. It's the same faith. If that little faith that you have had made you what you are now, then you become a one with the word. How much?
much faith that should generate that in that oneness of a faith that you have. Then it's not to use your beginning faith to apply for your loved ones, but now it is the you and the word becomes the one. And that faith, that just whatever faith that the word has generated in you, you believe it and God is going to act on it. And in Him is all fullness. In Him is all the fullness of God. All the fullness of the promise. When we are baptized into Him, we have every promise. That God made and laid at our fingertip. No sin is there. No death is there. And even sickness can stay in His presence. It's not that you try to rebuke that sin. It's not that you try to rebuke that sickness. He said that even sickness can stay in His presence. You just keep yourself in that presence. Then a sickness will become a sick. You keep yourself in that confession. You keep yourself in the Word. You keep confessing God's Word is the truth. That sickness will become a sick. He got a sick and tired that he cannot stay there any longer. Because when presence of a God is there, no evil can stay there. No bandage can stay there. When you're in the presence of a God, your loved one will be drawn into that. You keep staying in the presence of a God. You keep staying in the voice of the blood. You keep staying in what God has said in this hour. When you keep in that presence, sickness will flee. The bandage will flee. The lust will go. All the dirty, filthy things will run out of it. You just keep in that presence. In that presence, unbelief has to go. All the doubt and the suspicious has to go. All the code of formal has to go. All the lukewarmness has to go. Because that voice of the blood speaks a better thing. If Satan then put his hand to you and tries to tempting you into something, you hold your token in your hands and show that, that you are a redeemed product of Jesus Christ. Let your unadulterated face wave that token there and say, I am a product that Jesus Christ has bought. Let's recognize who you are. I remember one time my brother Ed was a, I said that one phrase was a, or stuck to it in me. He said, unless we recognize what we have, we cannot recognize who we are. You have to recognize what you have that in your hands. And then you recognize who you are. God, God never put a wedding band on a prostitute. God put a wedding band, unmerited wedding band, on his bride. You understand that? When God called you, that already shows who you are. When God saved you, that already showed who you are. 
It's not what you are, not what you can do, but what He has chosen you. When He put an unmerited and a wedding bandit on you, called you to be His as a bride, that already showed you are not just a denominational believer. You're not just a church goer, but you're the bride of Jesus Christ. Brother Bramma said that the blood speaks. How can the camp's tree speak? It's the life that is in the blood that does the speaking. It's that it was of the life that was in Christ that Christ out better things than any. He speaks and he speaks aloud. It's the Holy Spirit. He speaks a plan. He tells us that a time is here. When we see that the word is said, he will say it. And then we see it coming back and identify what he has said. He said, there is nothing else left but to believe it. That's right, to receive it. There's only one thing that is for us to do. When God gives it everything to us, the things that we're supposed to do is just to believe what he has to say. He hasn't left it anything that undone. He has to prove it himself. He has to prove it is as a word to us. The only thing we need to do, believe and to receive it. And on the last Sunday when Brother Tom was preaching, I was sitting over there. And I think we all realize that was a tremendous service. But to me, it's even more special. I was just sitting there I was, uh, I was just drinking in. As I was uh, just drinking in and more and more, I was, uh, I felt a little different. And I was, uh, when he was uh, started speaking about an angel, I was just thinking in my heart, I said, Lord, I want that. When he's talking about, uh, you just bumping into an, an angel. He talked about the little woman. I said, Lord, I want that. And then it was this question in my mind. I would ask him a question. I said, Lord, is the angel still here? I said, Lord, is the angel still here? And I remember Brother, Brother Ed has at one time has an experience that he was wanting to ask Brother Brandon some of the question. Then one of those that he was asking, is the angel still here? And then the Lord just used the prophet of time, one after another, one after another, start to reveal that, of course, the angels are still there. When I was just asking, I said, the Lord, is the angel still here? Then I feel checking it in my heart. I said, absolutely. That angel still here. That angel still discerned the thoughts of the heart. That angel still speaking the word of a God. That angel still makes the bound that the people delivered. That angel still that makes it the word of a God it becomes so vivid and right in front of us that we know it's nothing but the truth. I said, yes, the Lord, that angel still here. That angel still speaking. That Lord Jesus still make himself real to us. While I was saying that, I feel that I dare not to say that in the present, but if something get on me, I started weeping. I said, Lord, that's nothing but the truth. The message is still the same. That land that the brother Tom has to preach. Lord, I'm longing for that. Lord, that is the room that I want to be. That is the clothes, that is the, that is the closet I want to get into. 
That is an atmosphere, Lord. I want myself to be pushing myself into it. I don't have a word to say, but Lord, that's not what I want. Now, I was just praying over there. Then I would just start to cry. I said, Lord, that's my wholehearted desire. Then I realized one thing. I just quoted it to you. God has done everything that He could do. He has thoroughly vindicated His word. When He was thoroughly proved His word to be the truth, now the ball is laid on my lap. What you do about it? I said, Lord, I believe it, and I want it, I desire for it, and not only that, Lord, I want to live it. That is the supernatural room that I want to be living inside of there. I don't want anything else, but that's the only place I want to be. I realize that need a more dedicated life. That need a more consecrated life. But I said, Lord, that's my whole heart desire. Anything else is not important, but that's the only thing that is important in my life. I said, God, I'm giving my whole life again to you. I consecrated my whole life again to you. Lord, are you coming down to spoke to me? Lord, I want to give my whole self to you. I believe with God to please that. And then the second day, I want to go to visit Brother Ed a little bit. So I, actually before that, I called Brother Ed. But his phone uh, got a problem. So it went straight to the uh, voicemail. That's um, about a two weeks, uh, two to three weeks ago. And then on a Monday, uh, I called. I was thinking, well, maybe I should have visited today. But then the things that's come out, I didn't got a chance to do it. Then the Tuesday, just after the service, Brother Tom, I called Brother Ed. I said, you know, uh, Sister Ruth, pick up the phone. I said, Sister Ruth said, I, I would have loved to have visited Brother Ed a little bit. I miss him. I just want to. Uh, spend a little time just having some fellowship with him. That sister Ruth said, sure, to come. And so me and my wife, we, we went there. And I visited, uh, we to get on talking, and um, I just love to hear Brother Brothers uh, speaking. Then he shared, and then I shared, and uh, we just have a, a wonderful time. And today, after about an hour, and I was sitting there just talking with him, and uh Somehow, I started talking to him about uh, the Sunday service. I said, Brother Ed, I said, believe it or not. And he said, I just started sharing the experience that I shared with you. And I shared, I asked the Lord, is the angel still here? And then I said, Lord, the angel is still here. Then, Brother Ed, I thought about you. And then I said, Lord, that room is so close. The prophet has to bring that room so close to us. Used to be, that's a million miles away. God is God and we are we. God is in the heaven somewhere. But that prophet had one to God. He literally pulled that atmosphere, pulled that heavenly room right into the, into the distance that we can touch it. Right to the distance that it discerned that the people, your name is so and so. Where's your address? What is the God doing? Brother Branham said, you can never be any closer to heaven than what you are now. What is that talking about? That heavenly room. Is coming close. 
Then, that's the quote I just read. If God has done all He has done, He needs to do is on my lap. I said, Brother Ed, that's in my heart. I just want that. I just yearning and longing. I don't know what is. I'm not trying to be impersonated of the prophet. If I said hey, your name, so and so, your address, so and so, I become impersonator. That is his ministry. But that realm is close. I can't be any closer than what I'm right now. Then when I was saying that, Brother Ed looked at me. And then he looked at Sister Ruth. And he said, Ruth. He said, is that true? I just talked to you this morning. We need to call Brother Murphy and Sister Tracy coming over. Because I want to talk with him about the Sunday morning service. You know what I realized? God, you know my desire. That pleased God. That wrong that you're desiring too, that pleased Him. Each person, you might be filled differently. This is not a something doctrine. Each person, you have a different experience. But that God made it real to me. I realized that the one thing, if I desiring it, He desired to give it to me. If I want it, it's because He wants to give it to me. He's not rebuking me. He just said, why you are hungry? Why you are thirsty? Because your Heavenly Father wants to reveal the mystery to you. What is that mystery? Christ is the mystery of God revealed. In who? Inside of you. He desires more than you desire. That's why he bring the man of God come to speak. And then Michael speak on a Wednesday. My heart was jumping up. I heard myself and he calling me. That's my desire. That's my self and it's a desire. So come to me. We're coming to a time. That heavenly realm becomes so close to us. The voice of the blood becomes so loud and plain. Said it's in your rich now. And that blood still speaks better things. And it's getting better and better and better. Until the best. And it give it to us in this age. You know why? Because you are the best. Without you, the heaven cannot be completed. Without you, Ryan, they cannot be perfected. God saved the best to the last. Then it gave the best to the best. It provides a better thing for us. Because without you, they cannot be perfected. That's why he gives the best that he can ever get. He rolled out his prophet that are coming to this last age. And it's the last of the hour that you know the heart of the people. That you know where you're coming from. To show you the heavenly realm is so close to you. And then the men of God came in behind the pulpit and preached. 
They're the same the truth and the same word of a God. And I'll see that angel that's still here. Still deserves the heart. Still know what our heart desire. Oh, since we're so close. I'm not talking about the coming of the Lord. He's the coming of the Lord is right here. I'm talking about the heavenly realm that a brother Tom has mentioned. The two worlds that a brother Bisco has preached it years ago. Let us run. It won't be long. He provided the best that he can ever to provide it to us. Now you got to be perfect. Jesus said, "Be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is a perfect." How are you going to be when you are continually singing, singing, when you are continually doing what's wrong? But notice, it isn't what you do; it's what God has done. It's not what you do; it's what He done. See, you can't be, you can, you can't be perfect. You can't be in yourself, but in Christ, you are perfected. You're not trusting in your own good works or your own church you belong to, but you are trusting in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus. There you are. That's what makes you perfect. That's what anchors your faith. But God... Then Brother Brandon was talking in here. He asked uh, one of the dean of the, the, the Bible school. The, the dean of the Bible school said, What more could men do but believe? Brother Brandon said, He talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Brother Brandon said, That's right. That how could you say that the Holy Spirit is any more than believing? If a man can do no more than to believe unto eternal life. Abraham believed. I said that that's true. But God recognized his face when he gave him the seal of circumcision. Believe it is one thing, but God recognized to seal it up, that's another. I said, I hope, have you ever been received the Holy Ghost and yet things you believe? He said, no, not the way you call it there, like they did in the Bible. I said, there, then he said, never recognize your faith. When he recognized your faith, he circumcised you by the heart. We talk about the voice of the blood is the Holy Ghost. We talk about the abstract, the title deed, that's the Holy Ghost. You must have the Holy Ghost. He said he circumcised you by the heart, by entering in by the seal. And you are sealed by the Holy Ghost until the day of your re- of your redemption. You must be sealed with the Holy Spirit. In another word. God has to recognize your faith. Then he sealed you with the Holy Ghost. You cannot just say. Oh I have the Holy Ghost. And then do this. And then no. He has to recognize you have the Holy Spirit. By sealed you into it. And in the Easter seal. He said that when we believe on Jesus Christ. 
for our Savior and repent and are baptized and come up to believe Him, God recognizes our repentance and our faith toward Him and sends down the abstract. The abstract is an assurance, which is the Holy Spirit. It's a guarantee that everything was ever held against you, you thoroughly repented. Hallelujah. And the property is a button. And you hold the abstract for the assurance. The Holy Ghost is an assurance. It's a guarantee. But God has to recognize your faith. If God didn't recognize your faith, circumcise you, sending down the seal, you haven't had that yet. He has to seal you up. He has to recognize that you are my property. Is that how much you claim it? But he must recognize it. I find out so many of the people. That when they believe, they confess. And they said, oh, we believe it. And they are, and they are, uh, they're doing very good in the beginning. And then they start to confess that they believe the blood of Jesus Christ has already cleansed them. But after a little while. When a trial come, and when a difficult to come, and it's still holding on, but it become a weaker and a weaker. And then when it stumbled, and they uh, they started getting cool off, and they started making the mistakes, and this and that, and then they try harder. They try harder. They said, "We gotta, I gotta get up. I gotta uh, try it again." But you see, you done it wrong. We just read it. It's not you doing it. It's he has done it. So when we're talking about, for the young people especially, we're talking about that we have the Holy Spirit. You ask the Lord to seal me with the Holy Spirit. But you have to understand, God gave you the Holy Spirit. It's because of he shed the blood for you. It's not that you try to getting it. But he has already shed the blood for you. You start with the blood. You have to end with the blood. Through and through. It's all blood of Jesus Christ. We get an abstract. The title deed. We call it the Holy Spirit. But it's because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That has cleansed us. Has washed at us. Maybe I'll just ask. You don't have to raise your hand. I was including myself in it. How many of the people that no matter you are young or you are old, the Satan constantly that are booming and setting your ear, you don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't have that voice of a blood in you. You don't have, you're not going to the rapture. Look at what you have done. And then we try to fight. And we try to resist. No, I have it. No, I have it. Look at I did this. I I pay tithes. I do that. I do all kinds of things. No, I have it. I have that too. The Satan will constantly does boom me in my ear too. You don't have the Holy Spirit. You said a preacher have that. I believe everybody have that. Everyone that the devil constantly was trying to telling you you're not going to heaven. You're not going to make it. Look at your life. How this type of a life can go in there? I'm not looking at my life. If I look at my life, I fall in the trap of the liar. I'm looking at his life. Yeah. 
And then you find out that the, the people, then they start to say, I gotta get holier. I need to be getting more sanctified. I need to be getting more clean. I need to get more, I need to get rid of this, I need to get rid of that. That is right, that is, that is good. But that's not good enough. What you need to do is to look at the author and the finisher of our faith. What you need to do, you look back to the blood. He gave you the Holy Ghost. It's not because you're not, you don't have that. He don't seal you with the Holy Spirit. It's not because you're not enough. He didn't seal you with the Holy Ghost. It's not because you're not holy enough. It's not because you're not clean enough. It's because you haven't looked back to the blood enough. If you constantly, continually look at the blood. And then when you fall, you look at the blood. Lord, Lord, you are the one. You are the one can take me up again. When you make a mistake, you look at the blood. Lord, you can clean me. When you do something wrong, you look at the blood. Lord, I confess my sin. Drop that sin in that bleach. When you constantly, continually look at the blood. When God saw one time you look at the blood. Second time you look at the blood. Constantly look at the blood. Lord said, this one, I'm going to steal them. Why? Because he got confidence to my blood. He's not having confidence to himself, but he had a confidence to my blood. It's the voice of the blood. Speak. It's the voice of the blood that inside of your life that you constantly look back to my blood. There's a sacrifice for you. If you come into the church and just believe in a message by the blood, and you are, you will by the, you will receive the sealing of the Holy Spirit of circumcision by the blood too. No matter what happened, you always look back to the blood. We're beginning in the blood, and we're gonna finish in the blood. Everything that we can claim is all that we claim the blood. There's nothing else that we can claim but to claim the blood. Let me try to finish it over here. In Hebrew, that what we read, God have provided some better things for us. That without us, it should not be made perfect. He provided a word in this hour, the voice of the blood. And the voice of the blood that the word has through all this age, that it speak of better things. But coming to this hour, God sent it to the prophet, give us it the best, because that's the original seed. The seed has to come into its perfection. The word has to come into its perfection. It's not our perfection, but it's his perfection. By receiving his perfection, then we are perfect in him. He said, there's no devil, no church, or any theology that can overstep the boundary of God proof and abstract that a baptism of the Holy Ghost has recognized us in Jesus Christ. 
We are just as sure as to race, as to race as he raced, because potentially we have already raced in him. Instead of the abstract, all my sins are struck it out. All your sins are struck it out by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Ghost is to come as an abstract to that title deed that God gave me by grace, by foreknowledge. When you baptize into Him, when you receive it in Him, it's not just a water baptism when you surrender yourself to the Word of God. And so when we have the Spirit in us, an abstract to show us all of the doubts has been stricken off. Doubt of what? Doubt of the blood. Doubt of the power of the blood. When He sealed you, when your doubt was a totally sealed it out, when your doubt of the power of the blood can cleanse you, was totally eliminated, then He seals you. Then the Holy Ghost is on you. Take away that doubt. He said, Christ lives, not I live, not me. Christ lives in me. Not you live, but Christ living in you. Because His living word lives in you. Showing that all that accounts of all your methods and baptism and the Pentecostal idea, everything else was stricken off. That's what God gave you the Holy Ghost. It's not a we living anymore, but a He living inside of us. And it sealed all the doubts it out. Everything is still go back to the blood that He has made a sacrifice for. There's nothing that we can claim but claim the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's speak of better things for us. He speaks way better than I can speak. He speaks better than your church program can speak. He speaks better than your own idea. He speaks better than your education program. He speaks better than everything. He has provided us the better things. And without us, they cannot be perfect. I was thinking about the what to the cloud of a witness that God has us compassed it around us. That the Bible has it talking about. But we're not only just talking about it before. We're talking about it now. Because the cloud of the witness, we must identify with it. If we don't identify with it, there are there and we are away. But when God put them into the Bible, it's for us to identify that. But Prophet said, as a Christian, I'm identified with him. He said, I was with Noah when he went in the ark. I was with Moses when he came out of Egypt. And I was Elijah among the Vakarma. Isn't it a prophet that said, if I'm America, I must identify with his past, with his future, with his now, with his shame, and with his glory. If God put that in there, that's the we that he was talking about. There's a cloud of a witness that was surrounded of us. We identify with every one of them. Let's just thinking about all this uh, man of God that God has put it in there. They're not just a hero to be admired of. They are the hero that we identify. They are talking about me. It's that by faith. Abel offer unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Ken. I would say by faith, Murphy has offered more excellent sacrifice 
I had a better thing the Lord had given to me. Lord, I'm not claiming anything. I'm claiming the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the one I'm offering. We identify with Abel. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. For sure, we can identify with that. Let's talk about me. God gave us a rapturing faith, rapturing message that will be rapturing out of the way. That is a type. We are the real thing. For before his translation, he had his testimony that he pleased God. I would say, Murphy, you please God. Not by my own might, not by my own ability, but by the offering. I put it up. I walk with him. You walk with him. That pleased God. I'm longing for that land. And God has to come in there to confirm to me. Said Murphy, you did the right thing. You're desiring the right thing. Because that's the thing I'm desiring. Where I will be, I want you to be there too. By faith, Abraham, when he was a call to go out into the place where he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out not knowing whether he went. I can identify with that. And you can identify with that. I'm supposed to go to New Zealand, but God has a better home for me. God has a better people for me. God gave me a family over here. And not only here, God gave me a family right up in heaven and place there. I can identify with that. That was a cloud of a witness for me to identify. That's a cloud of witness that you can identify. You believers have moved from America from different places. Sister Jessica got a different one. Brother West and Sister Diane and all of you, Brother Tom. Brother Tom Frey. All of you. What you're seeking for. You're not seeking just a church. You're seeking for a better city. You're seeking for the blessed city. But this church, this word that I preached behind the pulpit will send you to that city. I can identify with that. By faith, the harlot rehab perish not with them that believe not. I can identify with that. I'm not a harlot. I'm not identified with an unbeliever, but I identify myself with the believer. When she had received the spies with the peace. Have you received the spies? I haven't received the spies. Those two spies, John John, come into China, passing out to the track, outside the three self of the church. I received them in peace. And look at what he brought me now. I'm right here at this moment because I had to spy. But thank God I identify with that. You can identify with that, Brother Alex. There's a man of God go up to Cornell. And you're receiving him in peace. And now you are here. I can identify with that. They are talking about me. Who through faith subdued the kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. How many kingdoms we have subdued? We have subdued the kingdom of economy. They try to push us out of the way. They cannot do it. I'm stay put. 
and stay put in the word. I can identify with that. The lukewarmness, the formality, we subdue that kingdom. I'm identified with that, Sister Titi. I'm identified with the, every word of a God. Oh, there's a cloud of witness. They talk about me. Raw righteousness. Whose righteousness? Not mine. His righteousness. Obtain promise. He gave us the promise. Stop the, the mouth of lions. How many lions' mouths we have stopped? He said, Johnny, your baby going to be defect. You shot the mouth of the lion. Sister Julie, the mouth of the lion has a lion unto you. You're going to be forever in the bed. And you shot the mouth of the lion. Louise and Grace, the doctor, the mouth of the lion. So you can't have a baby. Hallelujah! We shut the mouths of the lion. You keep identifying with that. Quenched the vault. Hallelujah! Glory! Quenched the violence of a fire. Escaped that age of a sword out of a weakness where may soar. Vaxed violence and fight. Turn to fight the armies of the aliens. How can we identify with that? The lying spirit. We're turning them away. The demon is to try to do everything that we can, but we send them to fight. We can identify with that. Because of the voice of the blood, speak better things. Woman, receive their dead, raised to life again. Sister Joanne, you can identify with that. If she can identify, what about you all? What about you all? Yes, Sister Anna. We prayed for your nephew. And we prayed. And in that afternoon, and they can sit up and start to speak in a motorcycle accident and it went into the coma, but the Lord has raised them up. Yeah. Woman received their dead, reached to life again. And honor were tortured, not accepting deliverance. I think about the brother Caleb with a lay on the concrete floor. They try to break him down, try to break him down. But then the presence of a God will come on in. You can take my Bible, you can take my message, you can take my wife, you can take my church, but you can't take it alive. Oh, hallelujah. They might obtain a better resurrection. Oh, what a resurrection that we have. Think about Jesus Christ descending down 
by himself. And in the dissension, there's a shout. There's a voice. Oh, there's a trump. It's all in the dissension. And a shout is a message that in this hour, call the bride, get her around the word. And a voice is going to call the resurrection. Have we identified with that? Yes, Lord. We have resurrected from the spiritual death. And he will reach the dead body one day. And then a trump shall sound. But the said that the face of the trumpet to the wedding supper. We're right now eating the food, the spiritual food in due season. Why? The voice of the blood speaks better thing. When it getting better, when it getting better, and better, when it comes to the last stage, it becomes the best. When the best to come, resurrection gonna take place. That's the better resurrection. And we're right in it. Oh Lord. And others have a trial of a crew mocking and a scourging. This whole church can identify with that. We ever went through that. But thank God. The voice of the blood still speak a better thing. The voice of the blood still shut the mouth of a lion. For the better resurrection. Yeah, moreover, of a bounds or an imprisonment. He said that they were stoned. How many have the one through with the stoning? Stone after stone after stone. But thank God, the contents of Stephen has changed. It's a lightning like an angel. It's not because he's like an angel, but apparently it's because he knows what he's talking about. And we know what we're talking about. Let a stone throw. Let a stone coming from a left and right. But God gave us a better resurrection. They were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. They wandered in the desert. I was thinking of how many persons that have been in this congregation been depressed, that have wandered in the desert, wandering here and wandering there. But God, by His grace, the voice of the blood speak better thing than a call to resurrection. Said her sister Julie, come out of that darkness. We can identify with that. It's all talking about us. But if I can identify with that, they were so asunder. But yet not perfect. They were wandering destitute. But yet not perfect. If I, I, I can identify with the partial. But remember said they have the partial of the Holy Spirit. If I identify the wisdom impartial. For sure. Am I identified one day and there's a fullness. Oh. I ran out of time. What well, God has to give it to us. Perfection of a perfection. All those men cannot be perfected without us. 
Because God has provided a better thing for us. We are living in the better thing. We are living in the best. If I identify with all of them, I sure can identify with the message, with the fullness of God had in this hour. I surely can identify the perfection. If I can identify myself with the imperfection in those things, I sure can identify myself in the perfection, not my perfection, but the perfection of a Jesus Christ. Therefore, after Him, the fullness we cannot appoint to something else. It point back to Him. The Word. The Word has came. The best word has came. The voice of the blood in its fullness has arrived. This is a complete revelation. Nothing can be added or taken away from it. There is a complete revelation. All that, all of them are shadow of him to come. But when he come, he was the perfect. It's not that William Brandon came, but it's a Jesus Christ. The perfect one has came. He came to vindicate his word. He said, by the grace of the God, I believe we have the perfect interpretation of the word. And it is our, by the vindication of it, Christ, the perfect, has come. If I identify with all of them, I sure can identify with this one. This one is coming for me and you. He said, but in the last day, through his son, Jesus Christ, there you are, unveiled out there on Calvary, the son of a God, unveiled. And that perfect one unveiled in the Calvary is the same one unveiled in this last hour. If we can identify with all imperfection, we can identify with this perfect one. What is the nation that I am? I'm proud to be that. I'm ready to bear her shame. I'm ready to bear the reproach. To be American, that's right. But I'm a double that to Jesus Christ. All that he ever was, I am. I like to be identified with him. I'm happy today to be one of them. Let a musician come. Being identified with the word, which is Christ. Identified with Him, being baptized into Him, we become identified. When you baptized into the life of Jesus Christ, but you're receiving the Word, but you're receiving the Word into the hour, and it's a fullness, and then God sealed you into Himself. You're not just baptized into the water. But through believing the word, you're baptized into him. I should say you're baptized into that blood. And he'll forever and will ever cleanse you. Brother Bram said, we become identified. Identified in his likeness. Identified with his word, which is him. If I am in Christ, I am his word. For he is the word. And what he is, I am. 
what he is. You are, Brother Jay. It's not only just he is the word, but you are the word too. What shall we do, Brother Murphy, as our pastor has preached? Let us run. Looking. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of a witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with the patience the race that is set before us. The race has been running for 2,000 years. And now come to the final lap. God give the best to the best that is saved in the last. You are the best. Though you are the worst person can be a best. But God save you to the last. And God give you the best to equip you. He provides all the better things for us. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Can I say you are his joy? Because his blood was shed for you. The redemption is only for you. That set before him endured the cross, that despising the shame. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And continually be atonement and interceding for all of you. Let us stand. Can we ponder? Can we really ponder? Not just what I said. Pondering what has happened recently. Do you realize that there is a supernatural being that is moving right among us? Michael has preached, supernatural become a natural. But don't let the supernatural become a common. It can be natural. It can be happen that around us. But pondering. What is my job to do with this? What's my relationship to do with this? What's my bitterness, bitterness to do with this? What's my holding grudges to do with this? He provides it a better thing. Without us, they cannot be perfect. But He gave it the best He can ever give you, Brother Wrong. He gave the Word, the person of Jesus Christ, that who walk on the Sea of Galilee, and his is walking on us again. Let us bow our head. I wonder if any one of you that feel the calling that in the heart said, come a little higher. Dedicate your life a little more. Consecrate your life to me. Don't let this world. But Branham said, why you hunger? Why you thirsty? It's because your heavenly father wants to reveal himself, reveal the mystery. But you let so many other things that hindered you. 
Let's take that desire. Let's take that passion. Take that fervency. The things that have happened around you. I know you're going through hardship. I know you're going through the difficult. I know we're going through the things that we don't even want to go through. I know the things that have besetting us that we hate. But don't just hate. Look to the blood. If you have a fall, if you have made a mistake, why don't you just take this time by lifting up your hand. If you have a falling cold, if you have become a lukewarm, if you have something that has to take your desire, that a passion to Jesus Christ of the way, you feel that a cold breeze of Satan starts breathing to you. Why don't you just by lifting up your hand say, Lord, come to me. Lord, that led to the warmness of our Lord Jesus. Drive away the cold breeze. Our heavenly Father, how we love you, Lord. You saw the hands that are lifted up. Lord, I lift my hands up too, Lord. Lord, I know I have a dedicated, but I want to dedicate it one more time, Lord. I know I haven't consecrated myself, but Lord, I want to consecrate myself again. I know I have a yield that I've surrendered it before, but Lord, I want to yield and surrender it again. Lord, my whole being, Lord. Lord, every part, every part of my life. Lord, I should be the first one on the altar. But Lord, I'm behind as a pulpit. I give myself to you. I surrender, Lord, every congregation. Lord, with the hands of the power, or don't with the hands of the power, but Lord, you know that hearts, Lord. God, we yield our whole self. We surrender our whole life to you. Lord, while the Satan's try to lie, but Lord, we shut the mouths of Satan. Lord, we look at the blood of Jesus Christ that still have a power. The blood of Jesus Christ is still clean. That still wash us pure. We thank you for the virgin word that you give it to us so that it can turn to the fills of prostitute, to the turn to the fills in one that caused the Lord back to the virgin and then again. Lord, made out of virgin ground can only receive the word as it's spoken, that you have spoken to us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lord, you're the one that we love. You're the one that we dedicate our whole life to. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we sing a song like Claim the Blood?
Jesus Christ still speak better things. Do you believe the Holy Ghost is living in you? And that is not you. Then that is not you speaking, but it's the Holy Spirit is speaking inside of you. And I speak better things. And I speak better things than what you ever can even think about. And about a simple confession. Lord, I confess my sin. And that sin were dropped into the blood. And it will bleach all the ink away. Then you become a purity of it again. And if I confessing, said, Lord, I believe you heal me. And that blood, all the healing, everything, deliverance is in the blood. And when you said, Lord, I believe your deliverance. Whatever things that have bound you. And in that blood, when you look to that, and he will deliver you and release you from that. May the Lord bless every one of you love you with all my heart. What a wonderful God that we serve. And it gave us the message of this hour. Where were we going to be without this word that he revealed in this hour through this prophet? We thank God for every bit of it. And that's just the saying that again, I claim that the blood 
before we go. together all my life.
so humble come into the bundle of flesh subject himself to the word and died for us and all the stripes is for our healing as the prophet as it says as a little red dot and it become a little more it just become a little patch then the whole back was soaked with the blood we thank you Lord that that blood still speak of better things Lord, I want us to become a better and better. Lord, you send down this prophet. Lord, we identify with him, Lord. We identify with that pillar of fire. Because it is the same pillar of fire that I wrote to the Bible. The prophet said it's the same pillar of fire that I interpreted the Bible. That same pillar of fire interpreted the Bible. That same pillar of fire is inside of us. Still interpreted the Bible by our life. That are living towards you. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the cloud that you send to us. Lord, we identify with that. Lord, that cloud is a judgment for the earth. But Lord, it's a acquittal for the bride of Jesus Christ. Lord, we identify with it. Father, everything that you have brought through this messenger, we identify with every one of them. But Lord, because it is just speaking about us. We thank you, Lord. I just pray you lead your children. Lord, as it is afternoon, Lord, maybe they can find a little quiet time. Lord, maybe not long, but Lord, I made it pondering. Lord, I made it pondering. The land beyond the land beyond the river. Oh, a heart yearning for that. Lord, not for the golden straight. Not for the Jasper Wall. Not for the pearl gate, but for Jesus. That we can crawl beside his feet and kiss the feet. And the feet that that little woman kissed. The woman used tear to wipe it off. Used his hair to dry it up. Oh, that precious feet. Lord, we're supposed to be under the feet in the judgment. God, we can kiss the feet to 
Love our Jesus. Love our Lord. Oh, what a voice of the blood has spoken. We love you, Lord. Because you loved us first. You love your children to such a way and die for them and still make yourself alive and the living a sound that's still speaking and speaking so loud that we can hear it and speaking plain so we can understand it. Lord, I use a different way. Just try to get rich to us. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. All my life, we give it up to you. Because, Lord, in this life in our hand is worth nothing. Lord, when this life is in the hands of the master, it become a masterpiece. We love you, Jesus. I ask you to be with your children. Lord, as we ponder your word, may your presence just draw nigh and just speak love to us. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Shake hands with each other. Until we meet again, God bless you.